You are listening to the Good Day Wellness Podcast, a podcast dedicated to boosting your mood. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I'm here to support you on the way to calming your mind and nourishing all aspects of your life. Together, we can bridge the connection between body and mind and make every day a good day. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Good Day Wellness Podcast. I hope you have all had a beautiful week since we spoke last week. Now, today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Waterbox Australia, natural pH 8 spring water inside a sustainable plant-based garden. You can enjoy 10% off by using the code GOODDAY at waterbox.com.au. Okay. Today, I am talking all about sleep and how to get a good night's rest because we all know how bloody important it is. If you were around me about a month or so ago, you would have heard me carry on and complain about how crap my sleep was and how I had self-diagnosed myself with insomnia and I just was not feeling great. I went through weeks of very minimal sleep restless nights and honestly it was torture like it was the worst not being able to sleep is just the worst but after weeks of complaining you know I got the complaining out of my system I took matters into my own hands and fixed all my sleep issues and on today's episode I'm going to share all of my secrets with you so that way if you're having sleep issues you can fix them too okay but before we get into the episode let me give you my mood boosting tip of the day because I haven't actually given you one lately now this one is all about the brain and how you can essentially rewire and reprogram your brain to think and believe anything you want. Your brain is constantly evolving and there is a process called neuroplasticity, which is essentially the brain's ability to continually rewire itself to create new neural connections and synapses. So as we grow as humans, we develop and we also develop habits and beliefs and thought processes about certain things which shape and define how we live and what we believe in life. However, because of neuroplasticity, we can actually change these thoughts, beliefs and habits over time by being consistent to help grow these new neural connections while at the same time weakening the old ones. So growing and strengthening new thought processes and weakening the old ones through neuroplasticity. This is why nothing happens overnight. And if you want to build a new habit or rewire your thoughts, you need to be disciplined and consistent for periods of time until it becomes your new normal. This This is why I love positive affirmations because at first they will seem really silly and not practical, but over time you can strengthen these thoughts and they will become your your new normal. So if you want to shift your mindset, build a better life, be consistent and disciplined with your daily habits, actually use your good day journal and keep on track with rewiring your brain. So I'm just going to pull an example out of thin air and I hope it makes sense. I'm going to relate it to nutrition, of course, and, and health. But say you've grown up in a family 
where you've always been told that exercise is not something we do. We're not athletic people. We're so uncoordinated. We just don't, we don't do movement. We don't do sports. We don't do gym because we're uncoordinated. And that's the kind of a belief you grow up with your whole life. So you just don't even think that, you know, being able to go to the gym or, or try group sports is going to be something that is going to suit you because of this belief that you've always had. That's kind of, that's your mindset. That's in your brain. That is how your brain is wired and it has been for your whole life. However, the the process of neuroplasticity can actually rewire that. So it starts with the thought. So if you have the thought, no, I am coordinated. I love to be athletic. It makes me feel good. I can go to the gym or I can play sport or I can do whatever I want to do. When you first start saying that to yourself, it is going to feel, you're going to feel like a fraud. It's not going to make any sense. Okay. And then if you start backing it up with the action, so you start, you know, going outside and working out or, or, you know, engaging in sports and whatever else, you will probably feel really crap at it, really uncoordinated. But if you commit to this new thought, if you commit to the action that's going to validate the thought, it will essentially become your new normal. So that's kind of how this works. So whether or not you believe something or not, like if you believe that you are silly and you know you can't do anything and that's your thought in your brain, of course you're not going to be able to achieve the things. But if you start to tell yourself, I am a strong, smart and independent woman and I can do anything and you really start backing that up and using that thought and, and committing to those you know powerful words, with action, you can actually rewire your brain and you will really start to believe that. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Our brain is really, really amazing. And um, I've been reading up about this and I just thought it was just incredible because we are never stuck. We can always grow. We can always change and adapt and we can be reborn always. You know, the past is the past. And who we've been, we shed we shed layers like a snake if we want to do that. So I think this was really cool. So it's a good mood boosting tip because if you have really negative thought patterns, you can change them to boost your mood. So I hope you liked that one. All right. Now, today's episode is all about fixing your sleep. Sleep is the most crucial element to a healthy life. As we sleep, our brain detoxes, our body restores itself, our mind becomes calm, we replenish our energy, all the amazing things we need to function as a normal human being. Now, the list of issues that can arise when we have a lack of sleep is long, let me tell you. For example, cognitive functions are hugely impacted. So that can mean reduced concentration, slower reaction times, and difficulty in decision-making. Memory can also take a real hit, and learning abilities can be very heavily compromised. You then got your mood disturbances, including anxiety, irritability, increased stress levels, they all become your new normal. And in terms of your physical health, a weakened immune system, weight gain, elevated blood pressure, and increased risk of cardiovascular issues like diabetes, motor skills and coordination suffer, raising the likelihood of, you know, accidents and injuries, especially those that can happen at the gym. And then hormonal imbalances as well. So issues with your cycle, with your period, and, you know, 
even hallucinations can take place. So the list is long and that's me really, really condensing it and brushing through it. So, you know, on average, we all require a solid seven to eight hours of sleep every night. However, depending on your lifestyle, this may not be practical. And, you know, if you're a mum and you're listening, you're probably thinking, oh, my God, this girl has no kids. She does not get it. But I understand that we all have we're all in different stages of life. We all have different needs. And, you know, there's lots of different circumstances that are going on for everyone. Um, But I think what the best thing here is. You know, if you're a mum and you're only getting like six hours of sleep a night, you need to learn to do your best to optimize the sleep that you have. You know, so if you're only getting those few hours a night, you need to make sure that those hours of sleep are as restful and rejuvenating as they can be, you know, and also making use of naps as well. If you're someone who doesn't get eight hours a night, Naps are amazing. Like naps are so good for your brain, for your body, just to help you function. So whether that's 20 minutes or so a day, go for it. But I do think the tips that I have in this podcast that I'm going to list, no matter if you're someone who is aiming to get a solid eight hours or if you're a busy mum or you work shift work or whatever it may be and you, you get a reduced amount of hours a night, Taking on these tips that I'm going to give you is really going to support you to optimize the sleep hours that you do have. Okay, so grab your pen and paper. Let's get into it. Now, the first one is, um, you know, it's a pretty obvious one, but it is to create an optimal environment for sleep. Over the holiday period, I became addicted to watching movies and series on my laptop in bed. I would like get all excited because like, you know, I'm on holidays and I can sit in bed all night and I can watch a movie and watch a series. And mind you, my style of movies are thrillers and horrors, like American Horror Story. I was obsessed with that over the holiday period. So I was watching these full on movies before bed that would leave me on edge and my brain just like going a million miles an hour, which is absolutely not ideal. I would then be up for hours after, even if I felt tired because my brain was so wired. So you need to make your bedroom a place where it is calm and it triggers those thoughts of sleep and relaxation. Like you want to be able to walk in your bedroom at night and know that you know, it's time to wind down. It's time to be calm. It's time to go to bed. It's time to sleep. So what I did was I completely got rid of my laptop in my bedroom. Like I'm actually not allowed to take my laptop into the bedroom. That's how strict I had to be with myself. I also set the sleep slash do not disturb function on my phone. Um, so from about 9 p.m. until the next day, I would not receive any notifications. My phone light would not be going off. There would be no disruptions at all, like no temptation to kind of, oh, I just got a message or I got a call or something. I need to respond. None of that. Like I completely got rid of that temptation. Now, temperature is also a big one. Like I didn't think this was going to be such a big thing, but it really turned out to be a huge step in fixing my sleep in my sleep. Now I was waking up, you know, it's summer here in Australia. So I was waking up hot and bothered um, in the middle of the night. So what I 
now have is a fan in the bedroom because I don't like sleeping with the aircon on. I wake up really groggy. My throat usually is quite sore in the morning if I sleep with the aircon on. So I got a fan and I have that on, you know, just on like a medium speed all night long. And it just keeps the temperature in the room at a good place all night long. It keeps it consistent. So I'm not waking up hot and bothered um, or I'm not waking up super cold as well. Like I would if the aircon was on. Okay. And of course the lighting in the room is important as well. So I have a lamp. I have, you know, a lamp on each side of the bed and I use the lamp on the opposite side of my bed. So it's really, really dim when I get in. Um, so I'll, I'll summarize all of those things for you. So no screen time in bed. Keep it cool and the temperature low. Dim the lights and make it really, make it a really relaxing space for yourself. Of course, you could take it one step further and use things like essential oils and whatnot. But honestly, I found those few things, they really worked a treat for me. I think it's kind of like that first step of tricking your brain into thinking it's bedtime, which it is, but we're obviously always so wired that we don't relax. Like we don't give our brain a moment to switch off because we're always wired. You know, you'll get into bed and you'll get on your phone. You'll be exposed to that blue light. You'll get on your laptop. You'll be watching a show or a, or a movie, which is going to, you know, I don't know, it's going to be giving you different thoughts and you're going to be like trying to analyze everything and it's just going to leave you wired essentially. So you want to create an environment for success. You want to create an environment that signals sleep. So dim the lights, get the temperature right, no screen time. Trust me, it makes a huge difference. (laughs) Now, secondly, um, journal and read before bed. So both of those actions together. Now, when you have no other distractions like your phone or your laptop or your TV, which you're not going to anymore because that's step one, you might need something else to do when you first get into bed. Unfortunately, I am not at a stage where I'm that someone that as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm out, like I'm out cold. No, I'm not. I hope to be there once I continue with my sleep patterns. But at the moment, you know, I get into bed and I still need something to kind of relax me and calm me down. So instead of trying to force myself to fall asleep straight away and I'm tossing and turning, I found that the best way to calm and relax my mind has been journaling and reading. So I find that for me, it's my thoughts that keep me up. So I've gotten into the habit of journaling about my day every night, really reflecting on what happened, how I felt and getting rid of any negative emotions that I need to release. So if something's on my brain, if something happened during the day and I'm thinking about it a lot before bedtime, write it down. Even if you're really tired, honestly, make the effort to write it down because it will keep you up. And once I have journaled, I will read a few pages from a really lighthearted book, usually something that, um, you know, like a self-development book. And honestly, this leaves me so sleepy. I can usually just drift off to sleep after doing this. Personally, a lot of my issues come from my overactive mind. I am a chronic overthinker. And when life gets stressful, my brain goes into overdrive, which means a very sleepless night. So getting things off my chest before bed and not taking in any other stimulants like I would if I watched a TV show has made a huge difference for me. If you're an overthinker too, 
Trust me when I say journaling before bed is an incredibly powerful tool. Journal about your day, write your to-do list for the following day, word vomit onto the page about anything you need to release. Just do what you got to do to get it out of your brain and onto the notebook. The Good Day Journal is great because it's prompted. So you have the prompts there. If you're not sure where to start, you can use that. But the write it, burn it and let it go notebook is completely blank. So you have the options of both and you can alternate depending on what you feel like you need in that moment. But honestly, just getting things out of my head has really, really helped my sleep. It's also such a calming practice, you know, sitting there writing, not being on your screen and then reading something really lighthearted. It honestly puts you to sleep. It is great. Now, number three, I started taking magnesium glycinate before bed as well as rubbing magnesium oil onto my belly and legs. And this for me has been a game changer. Not only did this help me with my sleep, but I feel like over time it has actually helped with my PMS and reduced cramping around the time of my cycle. So magnesium glycinate is the preferred source of magnesium when it comes to sleep. Magnesium is paired with the amino acid glycine which encourages improved absorption in the body, making it more bioavailable. Now, the presence of glycine, known for its calming effects, also acts as an inhibitory neurotransmitter in the brain, which can, be, which can alleviate anxiety and promote that sense of relaxation, which is obviously what we all need before we go to sleep. Now, magnesium is also very much known for its muscle relaxing properties, which contribute to, you know, reducing that muscle tension and support relaxation. Really, really good as well if you've just done a workout. And magnesium plays a pivotal role in regulating the central nervous system, balancing neurotransmitters and preventing overstimulation. So there really are so many amazing benefits. Oh, and just to add to that, magnesium is involved in the production and function of melatonin, which is your sleep hormone, which really regulates your sleep-wake cycle. So it's not called the miracle mineral for no reason. It has so many amazing benefits in the body. It's really such a great supplement to take, especially if you are struggling with sleep and anxiety and overwhelm and stress. It's a really, really good one. Now, the dosage really depends on the individual, but it's anywhere between 200 to 400 milligrams per day for an adult. Now, when I started first taking um, magnesium glycinate when my sleep was really bad. I started with 400 milligrams and now I take about 200 milligrams 30 minutes before I go to bed every night. So as soon as I get into bed, I'll take my magnesium glycinate and then I'll do my journaling, I'll do my reading. And then honestly, my brain and my body is so calm and so relaxed. It just, I just drift into a sleep. It's amazing. So that has been a real game changer. And Again, it's it's about consistency. Like it's a supplement. I keep it next to my bed. So I am taking it every single night. I, you know, every now and then, of course, I might forget to take it one night or I might be sleeping out or whatever. So I'm not taking it. But the key for me has been trying to take it every single night consecutively. And it has made such a huge difference. Now, number four 
is exercise and nutrition. Now, these two factors, so what you eat and how you move, really do play a role in your sleep. So I was having really bad sleep over the holiday period. So of course, you know, I wasn't in my normal routine. I wasn't working out as often as I usually would. I was consuming alcohol and not eating as well as I normally do, which is fine. You know, that's just part of that time of the year. Now, this all played a role and the changes that I believe helped in in terms of sleep, are, you know, making sure that you are exerting yourself at some point during the day. You need to move that beautiful body of yours. Find a way that you can get your sweat on and shift some energy. If you get to the end of the day and all you have done is sit at your laptop all day, of course your mind is going to be tired, but your body won't be. So find a way to move, even if it's for just like 10, 15 minutes. Find a way to kind of exert a little bit of energy. In terms of nutrition, You need to be aware of how much alcohol you are consuming. I think alcohol is a really, really big one. So a lot of people come home after a big day and have a few wines thinking it's going to relax you and help you sleep. Well, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but alcohol has the exact opposite effect. At first, it actually may help you decompress, um, but in the long run, it spikes your blood sugar levels, which can you know, lead to anxiety and disrupt that balance of your neurotransmitters, which again leads to stress and anxiety. It can delay the onset of your REM sleep, which is essentially your most rejuvenated and restorative phase of your sleep cycle. And this is why when you, you know, you might only have one or two wines, but you will wake up feeling super groggy for that the next morning because, you know, you haven't really reached that REM sleep. Now, in terms of your nutrition, um, just aim to leave a good two to four hours between your last meal and bedtime. Give your body enough time to digest your food before getting in bed and laying down. Obviously, you know, it's like if you're standing up, your digestive system is up, so it's going to be easier for your food to digest. If you're sleeping and you're laying down, it's going to be slower and more sluggish. So, you know, leave enough time for your body to properly digest your food, especially because for most people, dinner is probably your biggest meal of the day. Now, of course, there is so much information out there on what not to eat before bed, like what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, the nutrients, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, just do your best. Leave enough time before you get into bed and start journaling and keep track of what you ate before bed. When you went to bed and had a good sleep compared to the nights you had a bad sleep, this will help you identify what your body needs and what works for you. Find power in getting to know your body and making aligned choices by listening to yourself. This is where change is made. You can have every single health professional tell you what to do and what not to do, but it doesn't come even anywhere close to the shift that will happen when you start to listen in and discover what your body truly wants and needs. So listen in, like if you have a really good sleep at night, Think about what did I have for dinner that night? How far apart from dinner to sleep did I have? Like what was that time period? Start to become aware of those things. You know, if you had a really, really big dinner at like 8 o'clock and then at 8.30 you had a big bowl of ice cream and then you decide to go to bed at, what did I say, 8.30, and then you decide to go to bed half an hour later, whatever it is, (laughs) 
you are probably not going to have a very good sleep because your food's still going to be digesting. You've just had a whole heap of sugar, which is going to spike your blood sugar levels. And, you know, that's going to make you think, okay, I'm probably not going to do that again. So think about what that is and what you can change. Okay. And the last thing I just want to quickly mention that has changed my sleep cycle is waking up to natural light and fresh air. Now, I know this isn't something you would relatively do before bed, but what you do in the morning can also really impact your sleep. Now, I am very lucky to have a partner that wakes up much earlier than I do. And when he gets up, he opens the blind in the bedroom and also opens the window. So instead of waking up to a noisy alarm, I'm actually waking up to natural sunlight. And this is a really great way to encourage a healthy sleep cycle. When you go to bed, keep it dark and dim the lights. And when you wake up, rise to natural sunlight. Other ways you can do this is at nighttime, you know, sometimes I just don't shut the curtains all the way. I'll keep them slightly open. Um, this is probably easier to do if you live in a two-story house and maybe you feel like no one can see in, um, but that's a good way to do it. Or as soon as your alarm goes off in the morning, I know it can be hard, but jump out of bed and just open the blinds or go outside and get that natural natural sunlight. Soak up that vitamin D. It will wake your body up. It will wake your hormones up as well and it will stop that production of melatonin to really signify that okay it is morning it is daylight let's do this let's you know go ahead with the day um so yeah sunlight in the morning is just as important as darkness at bedtime to encourage a healthy sleep cycle so let your brain know it's time to wake up so you can make it a good day that's what we all want here <laughs> okay I honestly think if you follow my tips, you will notice a big change in your sleep. are all things we already know, we've heard them before, and honestly, it's just about committing to doing them consistently and making a promise to yourself to do the hard work. In the Good Day Journal, I have a section dedicated to sleep and establishing a healthy sleep cycle. So go grab your journal, sit down and map out exactly what your bedtime routine is going to look like. And once you have written this down, it's time to commit to do the work. If you actually want this to be effective, you want to make a change, you want to sleep better, you want to feel more energized and wake up refreshed, you need to be disciplined in your new bedtime routine. Like I said at the start, sleep is everything. Without good sleep patterns, you are really going to struggle being your best and showing up. So make it a priority. Thank you again to today's episode sponsor, Waterbox, offering a sustainable on-the-go alternative to plastic bottled water. Make a difference with Waterbox and get 10% off your first order. Alternatively, you can find Waterbox at your local Foodland IGA in SA Vic in New South Wales. If you loved this episode, please go ahead and leave us a positive review, share it in your stories and show me some love. It honestly means so much to me. That is all for today. I will see you back here next week for more mood boosting goodness. Sending so much love to you all. And don't forget, you have the power to boost your mood. It's all in your daily routines. So go ahead and make today a good day. Bye.